You are listening to the Lima Community Church Podcast. The following was recorded at Lima Community Church of the Nazarene in Lima, Ohio. Several years ago, I was reading through um, the life of Moses, and something caught my attention that... um, was revolutionary. It, it, it really changed uh, what I thought. And I, I found it in, in Exodus, the 34th chapter. Let me give you some, some context. Moses had gone up into the mountain and uh, had received the Ten Commandments, but he had been gone for 40 days. He comes back into the valley and he finds just uh, the children of Israel are uh, making happy and, and partying and reverie and they built a golden calf and they were sacrificing to it and it broke Moses' heart. It broke God's heart. And, and so Moses threw down the tablets and went back up to the mountain and, and uh, there's some discussion I don't have time for but Moses says, well, Lord, show me your face. And God said, I can't show you my face. You'll die. But I'll let you see me from behind me. And so uh, God put him in the, kind of a, a place in a rock and he walked by him and he put his hand over his face and as he walked by him, he said what I'm about to read and it's the first uh, autobiographic statement God makes of himself. He, he, he never has said, this is who I am, this is what makes me tick, so to speak. And it's profound, look at it. He walks by and he says, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. It's the first thing he says about himself. He he says, if you want to know anything about me, I'm compassionate. And, and I'm gracious, and, and I'm slow to anger. I, 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 I don't burn with anger. You're afraid of me, but you don't know me. And I abound, <laughs> abound in love and faithfulness. Over these years, I think his faithfulness has been my favorite attribute of God. Over and over in scripture, it speaks of his faithfulness. Let me give you a couple. Psalms 89, two says, I will declare that your love stands firm forever. You have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. Psalm 100, verse five says, for the Lord is good His love endures forever and his faithfulness continues through all generations. David wrote these words some 3,000 years ago, give take. He is every bit as faithful today as he was then. Our father is faithful. I want to talk to you just a moment and then go on with the rest of the message. I want to talk to you just a moment about the transition that our church is going through. I want to tell you first of all, first of all that uh, 
Our, our district superintendent, Jeff Councilman, is working with our church board. I, I cannot begin to tell you the amount of respect and love I have for Jeff Councilman. I think he's the best DS in the church of Nazarene. He's a humble man. He's a godly man. He listens. His ego is way in check. I, I respect few people the way I respect Jeff Councilman. Just the prayerfulness, the godliness. And then our church board. I, I want to tell you that we have eight people that represent our church on the church board. Harmony Brenneman is a single young lady that works with our teens. Courtney McNary is a single young lady that is very involved in the Yams ministry and others. Kurt Schaefer is a quiet man. He's a businessman in Columbus Grove, part of a small group. He's prayerful. He's a good man. John Craig, you might know, might know John and Roxy. John, uh, John and Roxy lead Alpha. They lead the Emmaus Road uh, ministry. They give a lot of leadership to Royal Family Kids Camp. John builds disciples. He's prayerful. Jeff Sprague uh, is witty and wise. Jeff was formerly uh, in charge of economic development for the county. Now he's involved in economic development for the state. He thinks strategically. He's wise. He's part of our small group. Josh Hiddle is a young man. He has a couple small boys. I mean, small, I don't think, Maybe one of them is in kindergarten, but the other is younger and, and, and is a young dad and represents all those, you know, in that demographic and uh, is very, very involved. Jolene, Jolene Sarno is a godly young woman. Her, her daughter just graduated from high school. She's been involved in children's ministry for years and years. And, and heading up that team is Don Rodden. Um, Don is wise beyond years. In, in fact, I know very few people that have the peculiar mix of, of spiritual intuition and wisdom. He loves our Lord. And, and these are the people that we've entrusted to chart the course and find a new leader for us. And I have all the confidence in the world in them. I want you to know, I have great confidence in Brad Taylor. I do. He's, he's been asked to be the interim leader here. And uh, I just, I, I have great confidence in him and in our staff. They decided to, to meet um, every Thursday morning as a staff and pray and um, I know that all of these people from the DS and the board and the staff are going to work and what comes next for us as a church is going to be wonderful. Sweetheart, join me, would you?
I look back on this road I've traveled, I've seen so many times he's carried me through. If there's one thing I've learned in my life, my Redeemer is faithful and true. My Redeemer is faithful and true. Everything he has said he will do And every morning his mercies are new My Redeemer is faithful and true My heart rejoices when I read the promise you have gone to prepare I know someday I'll see my Lord face to face for my Redeemer is faithful and true my Redeemer is faithful and true everything he has said he will do and every his mercies are new. My Redeemer is faithful and true. And in every situation, He has proved His love for me. And when I lack the understanding, He gives more grace to me. Is faithful and true everything he has said he will do and every morning his mercies are new for my redeemer is faithful and my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God and all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I'll sing of the goodness of God I will sing of the goodness of God
years and years ago, in our first ministry out of seminary, we traveled the country for about 10 years. For the life of me, I don't know how we did it for 10 years. That has a lot more to do with Debbie and her faithfulness than mine. She homeschooled the kids in church basements and made our house and little hotels. And finally, we bought a motorhome, which was a disaster. <laughs> it really was. We were leaving Elkhart, Indiana in the motorhome. It was a big one. It was a 35-foot motorhome. And I had just spent a lot of money on it, uh, getting it repaired. And, and it, it was a lot of money. And uh, we, were, we were on the entry ramp to uh, the turnpike there in northern Indiana, leaving Elkhart. And I, I didn't even get onto the highway until it sputtered and stopped. And I pulled the engine cover, which is right next to the driver's seat. You can get to the engine from inside. And undid the, the air uh, filter and looked, and the, the carburetor was just as flooded as it ever had been. Nothing had really changed. And I was beside myself. I, I just, I was beside myself. And I laid my head down on the steering wheel and I didn't know what to do. I mean, I, I was absolutely at the end of my resources. Tears filled my eyes and when suddenly I felt a little hand on my back. I turned and saw an eight-year-old little girl one hand on her daddy, the other hand lifted up to heaven. I, I can't tell you the words she prayed, but something like, Lord, daddy, daddy needs help right now. I know you can take care of this. Please help us. <laughs> and he did. I, I, I can't tell you how it worked out. I can't. Obviously, we're no longer on an entry ramp to a... Indiana Turnpike, and he worked it out, but he did, because he's faithful. And I could tell you story after story after story of how when we thought we were going down for the count, he showed himself faithful. We left the traveling ministry to plant a church in my hometown, Youngstown, Ohio, actually a suburb, Boardman, Ohio, and worked really, really hard with a, just a handful of couples, three of which I thought had potential. And we had scheduled a prayer night for everybody to come together and just, just pray before the Lord from six to 10. Six o'clock, no one was there, which is not unusual, but at seven, no one was there, and eight, no one was there. And I cried out to the Lord. I said, Lord, what am I doing? I can't even get the people who are in the, in the nucleus of this thing to get excited about it. Lord, I, I, I'm out of water here. I, and I just, I tanked. But he proved himself faithful. We opened a few months later and we had 200 at our initial service. Now a lot of them were just looking. So next week we had considerably fewer, like 120. Next week we had right about 100. Next week it went a little lower. About six weeks in, I thought, okay, we'll be out of business by Christmas. 
But somewhere in August, it, it, it caught and then began to climb so much so that when the fall turned around, we were renting a little warehouse, we had to go to two services. The Lord did some amazing things there. Some amazing things. Not because of my work, but because of his faithfulness. We moved to Bedford, Ohio, where for the first couple years, it was pain. Just, just really painful. We were taking an older church that was decidedly old. No young families, hardly. Nursery, hardly getting utilized. The last year we were there, we dedicated 30 babies our last year, but in those first couple years, it was just hard. I remember I, I got a resume from a young man that I knew, but not well. And I interviewed Brad Taylor. <laughs> he and his wife and a tiny little family. Keaton hadn't yet been born. Came, and I remember saying to Brad, now listen, son, um, we're going into some headwind. He said, okay. He thought he understood it. I thought I understood it, but we didn't. We went into some really turbulent waters. I remember we had a, a prayer weekend. We called it Power Weekend and brought in a, a friend who was in charge of all of the missions effort of the church in Nazarene. And he's a very urbane individual. He's not really prone to emotion but I watched him, and at one point on a Saturday afternoon, he was on the floor, and he wrestled. I mean, he was, he was in agony wrestling. And from that point, the church changed. It was as if something broke. A spirit of contention and vindictiveness and... Um, a lack of unity broke. A few people left the church, which was good. And those who stayed really wanted the Lord to do some things, some wonderful things, and he did. We looked back and saw what the Lord had done, and it was, it was wonderful. I got a call from my friend Jeff Kunselman to consider coming here. I thought he was pulling my leg. So I laughed at him. He said, why are you laughing? I said, you don't want me. I mean, what do I know of a church that size? You know, on a good Sunday, Bedford was 350. I said, besides, I'm 56. Who wants to hire a 56-year-old? He said, Doug, I want you to pray about this. And we did. And it took a long time. But finally, the Lord convinced me that this was, was right. And we came. Uh, one of uh, uh, the first two or three months, uh, Brad and I were in a meeting with some of our board members, and we got a phone call. Brad's family had been in a pretty significant accident back in Bedford. And uh, Brad had to leave. To this day, the, the number one regret I have is in my tenure as the pastor of Lima Community Church is that I, I let Brad make that trip 
all by himself. I, I should have left with him. I should have. He, he said, Doug, I never even considered that. But, I, but he went. My family was there. And uh, the boys, especially B-Man, was, was pretty cut up. And uh, Carrie had a broken ankle. And, and I've watched what the Lord's done with them. I've watched these two young men turn into just beautiful young teenagers. I've watched Keaton on a soccer field. I see his politeness. I, I see Braden, B-Man, in dramas and the confidence that comes out of him. And I'm so proud of him. So proud of of who they've become. So proud. And I again think of our Father's faithfulness. All along he has been faithful. I hadn't been here about two years when I got a phone call from Betty Henderson at about 3.30 in the morning. And Betty said, Doug, or she would call me pastors. Pastor, I, I don't want you to come. I'm not calling you so you come. I just thought you can stay there and pray, but you should know that Dean, Dean Henderson, her husband, is probably going to go to heaven tonight. And she explained that he had overreacted or had a reaction to some meds and was just shutting down, swollen, unresponsive. Well, there was no way I was going to stay home, and I got dressed, and I went to the hospital, stood around his bed, looked at him, it didn't look good. It just didn't look good. You heard me sing here, but if you've been in the hospital, you've heard me sing there. You know, Debbie and I sing as part of our ministry, but we always do it, you know, behind closed doors so I sang blessed assurance Jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine heir of salvation purchase of God born of his spirit Lost in his love. I began to sing the chorus, and I, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. This is my story. Dean's hand was slowly beginning to raise. This is my song. It kept raising. Praising my Savior all the day long. His second hand started. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. He was going to make it, wasn't he? I prayed, and God proved himself to be faithful. Now, we had to stay with Dean, because Dean's got a significant problem. Regardless of how he's feeling, he's going to say, I feel great. Regardless of how he's doing, oh, I'm fine. 
So he had to have somebody in his room that would speak truth to a doctor. Dean, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. No, he's not good. This, 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 and this need attention. The Lord brought my dear friend back from the brink of death. Why? Because he's faithful. Now, if he had taken him home, he still would have been faithful. I'm so glad he didn't. He's faithful. Now, I, 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 I mention all of these because I want to say to you, this church that I love, I, I got to tell you, we've never been treated the way we've been treated here. We've never had the, the love and the honor and the generosity that you have shed with us, shared with us. I, I, I think this is the best Nazarene church going. I, I really do. I do. I don't think there's a better one. And, and to have had the privilege of giving leadership as the lead pastor for nine years is, is beyond anything I could ever have wished for. I'm so honored. And I want to talk to you. And I want to tell you that you have such great, people leading the charge in identifying our next leader. And, and I want to encourage you to do a few things. Number one, I want to encourage you to pray like you haven't prayed in a long time for wisdom, for direction. The Lord would give wisdom and direction. I, I want to encourage you to attend regularly. Now let me tell you, usually in transition, attendance drops. And it's a sad thing because those who come begin to look around and think, oh no, what's happening here? Now the people will come back, but it's a lonely time. If there ever was a time we need one another, it's going to be this time. Attend encourage one another, strengthen one another. I want to encourage you to give. Don't back off there. We need the resources for what's next. Stay at it. I want to encourage you to lean in. <laughs> to lean in. And to anticipate what the Lord's going to do. There is not a doubt in my mind that what comes next is going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. It's going to be of God. I want you to lean into it. And I want you to wait and watch and pray with great anticipation as we see what God does. In a moment, I'm going to have you stand, and I want us to sing together that little chorus Debbie and I sang at the end of our song. All my life, you have been faithful. He has, hasn't he? We could start now and have every person talk about the faithfulness of God, and we would be here for weeks and weeks and weeks and months because he's faithful. All my life, 
You have been faithful. All my life, you've been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. Would you stand? All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. My Father in heaven, I pray your richest blessing on these I love and you love so much more. Would what comes next astound us all? Would you move in miraculous ways? Would the greatest days of this wonderful church be on the next horizon and not behind us. I pray you bless them this week as they go about their duties. Would they love and give and forgive as they have been loved and as they have been given to and as they have been forgiven. Would we return here next week more convinced than ever of your faithfulness and your goodness. I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you, friends. Thank you for listening. For more information about our church, visit limacommunitychurch.com.